0: It's March 5th, 2018, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Holly. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. We hope your March is off to a great start. So lately, Holly and I have been finding ourselves working with more and more clients who want to update their homes. We're not getting quite as many calls for new homes, although we love doing new homes. We have a lot of people who just love where they live, but they're just ready for something fresh. So one of the trends that we are constantly seeing is that we have clients who have a traditional
1: home, who are ready to go more contemporary. And I find that's really interesting because as recent as five years ago, people were not ready to embrace contemporary at all. Exactly. We were seeing
0: maybe transitional. They It would take a little bit of courage to go all the way to what they would consider contemporary. Oftentimes we call it warm contemporary or soft contemporary. So it's not the harsh, super modern uh, museum style that I think probably most people think of when they hear contemporary. Or the industrial. It's not the industrial right. at all, Not just
1: the hard edge stuff.
0: Exactly. Hard edges and really stark uh, white walls everywhere with very stark finishes, things like that. That's not typically what we see. But what we do enjoy is helping change these traditional interiors to contemporary, and not, actually not just interiors, exteriors as well. So we thought we would share today seven ways to update your kitchen from traditional to contemporary. Because a kitchen's a really interesting space. It has pretty much every, what I would call every trade, plumbing, lighting, electrical, all, you know, appliances, all the different things you find in the house, you find them all in a kitchen.
1: Woodwork moldings.
0: Yes. All of those. Things. Specialty flooring, all of, yeah, ventilation, all of the different things. So that's a really interesting place to start when we talk about what does it take to really change aesthetically as well as how the space functions from a traditional space to a contemporary. And so what we are used to dealing with in Dallas is... Really, the homes that were built in the fifties, sixties, and seventies what you're what you would find typically what a builder or a developer would have built back in the day those ranch style single story homes that um are, have a lot of individual rooms we don't you know those are the houses that now everybody's going with the open concept with everybody wants to take all the walls down, so those are the kind of homes that
1: we are used to dealing with here. But a lot of times the builders continued those traditional styles up through the early 2000s before they started getting a little bit softer and turning things more contemporary.
0: Right, and really those were driven by just a completely different lifestyle back then. You know, if you think back in the 50s and 60s, we really entertained differently. We had folks, you know, friends and family over for dinner, but we did it in a much more formal way, where the kitchens were kind of tucked away and hidden. The formal dining room, formal living room is where you really entertained, and now that
1: is all out the window. (laughs) Yeah, every time I have a gathering at my house, it seems like everybody is in the kitchen. Yeah, that's just and, what, how it happens, And right? it's, it's just where everybody congregates, and it's while you're finishing up cooking, and everybody's there because that's where all the interesting stuff is. And the tough thing is if you've got football going on in the next room, then you don't get to pay attention to it unless it's all open. So I right. think that's, that's a big thing is wanting to integrate the kitchen where everybody wants to be with the other rooms where they all should be.
0: Right, and it's funny because, of course, rooms have gotten bigger, kitchens have gotten bigger, and TVs have gotten bigger. And I have to wonder, are those things connected? You know, (laughs) just saying, just saying. So that is our first step is if you um, are really wanting to go contemporary and and have these big open spaces is that – That definitely requires opening the living room or the family room to the kitchen. And um, one of the things you have to think about, though, is that anytime you take down a wall, there's the potential for needing to put up a beam because if that wall was holding up your ceiling, you kind of don't want your ceiling to fall down. So don't just go in there and start taking out studs until you know exactly what you're dealing with. And if that means calling an architect or a structural engineer, that's money well spent because probably you don't want to have your ceiling fall in. Yeah. I'm, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. So the second step would be to go ahead and upgrade your cabinets. And so we see two different kinds of styles, but meaning we see painted cabinets and we also see wood grain cabinets. But what the commonality between those is that typically the cabinet doors are slab style.
1: Or they're very well shaker style. That could be because too. Because yeah, the shaker style is very clean and doesn't have a lot of moldings, but it still gives a little bit of relief to the door so everything isn't just a smooth surface. And that's a good point because you
0: can go shaker style, which gets you a little bit in that transitional zone. If you don't want to go full-blown contemporary, that's a great compromise in the middle, and those are beautiful cabinets. Yeah, and it still gives you a very clean look, and those can either be painted or stained. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and one of the things I think we're seeing is is the wood grain being very linear. So we just recently did a project where they did a rift cut oak, and they did the grain going vertically on the cabinet face, which... If you can imagine that vertical grain being across the entire wall of cabinets, it was unbelievably gorgeous. Yeah, just really beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. The other way to go, too, is you also have the option to, to turn that grain. If you're having your cabinets custom made, turn the grain and run it horizontally. And that's an entirely different look,
1: but also really very interesting. Well, it's also very expensive to do because the cabinet maker has to spend a lot more time getting the grain to align all the way across the cabinets. That's true. And if you're doing it vertically, all they have to do is match it on, say, the the base cabinets or the top cabinets, so they're only matching grain for about four-foot height. But if you're doing it all the way across the front of your cabinets, your cabinets may be 8, 10, 12 feet in length. And so all of a sudden, you've got to get that grain matched, or else it looks really... I don't know if it's higgledy piggledy or podgy podgy <laughs> or something, but it just doesn't quite have that nice calm look that contemporary style needs.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. With the either whether you go painted or with a wood grain, it's all about keeping it organized and calm
1: and just clean. And simple. Simple. Just even though it may not be simple, the appearance of simplicity. Exactly. The third way that you can
0: change your kitchen from traditional to contemporary is to change the kitchen backsplash as well as the countertop. And we have seen all sorts of fun different materials available, everything from what's typically seen of of quartz or granite countertops, as well as stainless steel or butcher block or even soapstone or marble, any of those can be used in contemporary kitchens really beautifully.
1: And I think some of the older materials can also have that contemporary feel once you update your cabinets. So we've had some clients that have, I say, gotten away with, but they've been able to save their old countertops just because the background has changed so much that all of a sudden they're, what, they're old granite countertops. And I say old granite countertops. But the original. From card, what, like
0: 10 years ago? Yeah, maybe? from, yeah. you know, maybe back Not in the historic. 90s when they
1: had granite. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, it looks brand new in the space. They may still have to change out the backsplash so that it's a little bit more contemporary. And usually you do that with some wonderful tiles because there are some gorgeous glass tiles now that aren't that expensive mm-hmm. that can really dress a kitchen up very quickly.
0: Yeah, and one of the details that we use when we're doing a contemporary kitchen is the countertop edge. So instead of the rounded bullnose edge, we will specify a squared-off mitered edge. If you're using a thinner, like, say, for example, a granite, like this is going to get a little techie, but if you're shopping countertops, you'll know these terms, two centimeters versus three centimeters, and that refers to the thickness of the slab. So if you want something contemporary, ask for a squared-off edge which can be accomplished either by mitering a, a two centimeter or just cutting literally a square edge on a three centimeter because it's a little bit thicker. You can get away with just using the edge itself.
1: Yeah, the three centimeter is about an inch and a quarter thick, and mm-hmm. so it's almost equivalent to the old standard inch and a half thick countertop edge.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, so. The fourth way to upgrade your kitchen is to take advantage of the new technology
1: by changing out your appliances. And some of the new things they've got coming out in appliances are just amazing. Uh, something that's new in some of the dishwashers is that they now have a sensor that tells the dishwasher how dirty your water is. So that if it needs to run longer or do another water change out, it'll automatically do it so your dishes come out cleaner.
0: Well, and it's an energy saver oh, it is. mechanism as well, because then if it's not that dirty, then you have a shorter cycle. That's too, right. right. And aren't there some that have
1: almost like a built-in garbage disposal? Yeah. The one that I just bought about, I guess it was last year, it has a built-in garbage disposal. In it. And I love it. No more filters. To, I know. I'm super jealous. No more filters to, to clean out. that gunky stuff yeah and uh, it really does a great job on my dishes
0: that's awesome
1: yeah we're definitely in the market for one of those but and what they've done with refrigerators is just amazing there is a new model out or several manufacturers have it uh, where one section can either be a freezer or a refrigerator you just have to flip a switch so Mm -hmm. if you need more freezer area you say, okay, I want it to be a freezer cools today. Cools it down. Yeah. And if tomorrow you need it to be a refrigerator for wine or something, you just flip that switch, and voila, you've got more refrigerator space. Yeah. One thing
0: to keep in mind with refrigerators is that if you have an older home that was built, I would guess anywhere from the '80s and and older, that the cap the refrigerators used to be smaller. And I'm speaking from experience because we want to replace our refrigerator and our cabinet won't allow us to. We have, our refrigerator is just under 67 inches tall and all the new refrigerators are at least 69 inches. Well, guess what? Our cabinet is at 68 inches. (laughs) So doggone it, we are in a pickle because that's just not going to work. And we're like, do we get a saws all and just chop up our cabinet and slide in (laughs) slide in that new refrigerator it's really caused a lot of tension and and then if you try to go find a shorter refrigerator to fit that old cabinet there's about two of them available and it's really frustrating so keep that in mind check your dimensions before you start go buying. you know buying your appliances
1: yeah there are some refrigerators now that uh, also You have the main door opening and then you've got a little sub door opening. So all it does is open what used to be on the door. Yes. So it's, it's really, I thought it was kind of funny to begin with the first time I saw it. And then I thought, boy, is that useful? Because if you just need milk or something, you've got in the door. All you have to do is open that one little section. You're not letting all
0: the cold air out. Yeah. Well, and then there's the the French door style and the freezer drawers down below or the top free. I mean, yeah, it's, you better do your homework if you're in the market for a new refrigerator.
1: And the same thing with ovens. You can now get the French style oven doors Mm -hmm. where you just open it up. And it's like on all of the cupcake wars and, and, (laughs) and the cooking shows where they have these wonderful convection ovens. And you can actually get those. For a reasonable price. Yeah, for residential use rather than commercial. And you can also get microwaves now that are in a drawer so that you no longer, if you want to put your microwave down below the countertop instead of up above, then you've got a drawer that you just pull out. Well, and, and you can also get a dishwasher that's a drawer. Yes.
0: But those are a lot more expensive. They are, and it's for a smaller quantity. That's for a specialty use. But if you've got a second kitchen or a bar or something like that, mm it's a great place. Yeah, a little kitchenette or something. Well, and we've also noticed that for the longest time, stainless steel was just the go-to finish. That's what everybody wanted and everybody expected in a new home. And now we're seeing that there is now a black or a charcoal color stainless steel so if you want something a little more different, a little more contemporary, that's a, certainly an option. And then we're also seeing glass-faced front appliances, and you can get all sorts of wonderful finishes in the glass. So that's another kind of fun yeah. alternative if, you, if you're if you a little
1: bit daring. Yeah, and the plumbing fixtures have changed a lot, too, because you can get really deep kitchen sinks or you can get... Uh, a kitchen sink that is very large on one side and much smaller on the other. Uh, You get faucets that are touch-on and touch-off. Some of them have really great sprays. And then also you can get wonderful under-counter filter systems. So you've always got really really clean and filtered water coming out of your faucet. So there are all sorts of things you can do with plumbing fixtures.
0: Well, and for example, the sinks, if, you, if you've always kind of loved a farmhouse sink, you can get contemporary versions of a farmhouse sink. They come in stainless steel and copper and, you know, different finishes to kind of make that sort of a jewel part of your, a feature of your kitchen. So that's kind of fun if you like to play around with different shapes and in your sinks. Uh, So that was the fifth way to update. And so now our sixth way is changing the flooring and specifically changing the flooring to match in all the adjacent rooms.
1: Now people have been scared for years to put wood flooring in their kitchens, but we are seeing it so much because the wood is softer under your feet than the traditional tile. And also when you drop a dish, the dish doesn't just smash into a million little pieces the wood it may still break but it's it's not it's not like crystal shattering and so it's much more forgiving and you get all different kind of colors with it the other thing is there are so many beautiful tiles if you really want to stay with tile and there are tiles that could go all the way into your family room nowadays yeah, there's lots of different shapes. We used to just be stuck with the
0: either the square, you know, 12 by 12 or, or something similar to that, or a 12 by 24. And now they're coming in all sorts of lengths of planks in different widths, and they're coming in all sorts of mosaic patterns, and you can get almost anything. It's really
1: interesting. And another thing i've been struck by recently is that there are believe it or not new vinyl floors out there that come in planks that look like wood and i used to go Ugh, when it first came out but it has gotten really good because they no longer do a repeat pattern so every third plank looks just like the next one and they are resilient and they're inexpensive and it's really an option you ought to take a look at.
0: Well, and it's it's an option if you like to DIY your renovations. So they the ones that we have in the office, are they click together. You don't have to glue them down. They're floating. So if you get a little bit of foundation movement and you're worried about cracking with a tile floor, these are really forgiving. So they'll move with your floor and not fight it. And then they also have a texture. So they'll actually feel like barn wood or, you know, a hand-scraped, would like you would typically see so yeah we've been really impressed with these new products and
1: sort of the best thing for me is that one of the last things that happens whenever you're redoing a kitchen is you slide your dishwasher and your refrigerator into place and I can't tell you how many times that has scraped up a brand new floor so if you have something like these vinyl planks you just remove one and you put a new one in so it really makes repairs easy All right, and so the
0: last category that we had is updating your light fixtures. Light fixtures really are the jewelry in a kitchen. And that what makes it function.
1: Right, if you can't see in a kitchen, then you're up a creek.
0: Right. Well, and what we see in these older homes is that they'll have one single fixture over the the breakfast table and maybe one ceiling mounted fixture right in the middle of the kitchen. And maybe somebody along the way has added some lights under the cabinets and that's about it. You don't have a whole lot to work with. So what we're seeing is that then when we go in, we'll add recessed lights, so that you get the proper kind of lighting onto the countertop as well as just general illumination. Then we also are adding decorative fixtures in different places and making sure that that under cabinet lighting is really efficient. So LED strip lights are really nice and you can get them in different color temperatures. We talked about
1: that in the last podcast. Yeah, and there's some new light fixtures out now that look like recessed lighting, but they actually just mount on an electrical box they only protrude down from the ceiling maybe a quarter of an inch and they're leds and they put out great light and it looks like you've all of a sudden got a whole bunch of recessed cans and they only cost about 35 to 45 dollars a piece depending upon how bright they are and who makes those those are all halo
0: and can you get them like at a home depot or something? yes oh that's awesome yes those are great in closets too. Oh, or they're wonderful in a pantry. In yeah, they're wonderful
1: in closets, but it makes them really inexpensive to install because you don't have to cut a perfect round circle in your ceiling. You just have to get an electrician to set a, some junction boxes for you. That's what the electrical boxes in the ceiling are called, and then install these lights, and you've got some great lighting in your kitchen.
0: Perfect. Well, I think that probably gives everybody a pretty good to-do list if they're interested in updating to Contemporary. If you have any other ideas on how you might like to upgrade your kitchen, we would love to hear about it. If you go to the description for the podcast, um, you can find a link to connect with us and send us an email. Holly and I are going to try to make this a series, so the next one that we will record will be about the exterior of your home and features that you can change to make it more contemporary. We hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.